0: How is one company building an Uber-like marketplace that connects consumers with highly qualified local advisors? And what might that mean for your practice? We'll find out on this episode of Shift Shapers.
1: Change either paralyzes or energizes. The choice is yours. You're listening to the Shift Shapers podcast. You're about to learn firsthand from businesses and entrepreneurs who have successfully shaped the shifts in their industries. Get ready to become the change that you want to see. Here's your host and Chief Transformation Strategist, David
0: Saltzman. Announcing Ascend, the agency growth and leadership summit that's coming to Nashville, Tennessee this January. Ascend is a fresh, interactive experience exclusively for benefit agency leaders and focused on providing practical and proven strategies to help you maximize your growth. This isn't just a bunch of talking heads. It's a hands-on, take-it-home-and-implement-it ideas and tools meeting. I'm going to be there, and I'm so psyched about this meeting that I've arranged a special discount just for Shift Shapers listeners. To get all of the details, go to www.shiftshapersonline.com and click on the Ascend logo at the top right. Hey! Thanks for being among the thousands of Shift Shapers listeners who tune in each week to hear the top subject matter experts in our industry talk about ideas, techniques, and best practices that help you to build your knowledge base and your practice. I know many of you subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher so that you get each week's podcast delivered as soon as it goes live. And that's a great way to get the jump on every new episode. To make it even easier, and for those of you who may not be iTunes or Stitcher users, we've added an exciting new feature to the ShiftShapersOnline.com website. If you click the new subscribe button, we'll automatically notify you the minute each new episode is published, and we'll also send you a short description showing who we're chatting with and what we're discussing. And it will let us notify you about some upcoming special offers, online content, and webinars we're building just for ShiftShapers listeners. So go to www.ShiftShapersOnline.com and click the subscribe button. Our motto is listen, learn, profit. Now you have a way to do that ahead of the crowd. Subscribe today. On this episode of Shift Shapers, we're talking with Dan Hughes. Dan is the business development manager with Softtheon. And when my good friend Wayne Sakamoto said he ran into somebody who said they were creating, and these are Wayne's words, an Uber-like marketplace connector that will connect consumers with agents, I thought, well, these are folks that we've got to talk to. So we'll get into that part of, of what these guys do in a little bit. But first, welcome, Dan. Thanks for being on the Shift Shapers podcast today.
1: Thank you, David. I appreciate you having me on, and I'm very much excited to continue this conversation.
0: So back in the old days, Softion was founded around some problems that they saw in the marketplace and solutions that they thought, what was the nexus of the firm? What were the problems that you saw and what were you trying to solve?
1: Sure. So uh, Softion got its background basically back in 2008 with the Massachusetts Connector, better known as Romney Care. We were a subcontractor as part of that first initiative. And uh, basically, we handled the back end 834 enrollment and 820 payment files. So, through that engagement, we kind of realized that there were going to be some other issues. And uh, once ACA came on board, we decided to kind of build a product around that. So, There are a tremendous amount of data issues, reconciliation issues. Really, we like to call it remediation issues with ACA and uh, the information that comes back and forth from healthcare.gov. So ultimately, we built a product, which we like to say is an exchange in a box or kind of the highway of exchanges. So what we do is the direct enrollment platform for those health plans. We also have a financial management portion to that. So we are able to do premium billing as well. And then also, most recently, we've brought on the edge server capabilities as well. So we can take in that claims data information, process that, and kind of break it down to a member-level profit and loss ratio. So, and
0: we'll talk a little bit more about that particular aspect, because I think that, that data piece is a piece that's been missing. But let me dial you back a little bit further, a little bit more. And we've there's been an awful lot, I know you've seen it as well as I have in the press recently, about the the viability of private exchanges, kind of, you know, are they still a thing? Are they still relevant? You've seen the same stuff I've seen. How do you respond to that?
1: So we actually think they're very relevant. We think that as ACA grows and matures more, that more people are going to welcome the private exchange platform. You know, you'll see that the government even has lowered their expectations on the public side. So what does that mean? That means more on the private side. So I think you're going to see there's a tremendous amount of viability. There's some large health plan CEOs out there with quotes that say in the next three or four years, you'll have $20 million, $25 million on private exchanges. We kind of back those numbers. We fully believe that private exchanges are going to grow over the next couple of years. And uh, really, you just need to make sure you have the right private exchange. There's a lot of front-end shopping portals, and that's all they do. But really, what we like to focus on is the back-end as well. So there's decision support tools. There's enrollment capabilities. But really, you need to have the back end go with that. So you need somebody to transfer those eligibility files. You need somebody to maintain the defined contribution, so to speak. So it's really not only the front end, the back end, but really the whole the middleware aspect to it as well.
0: So are those the challenges that people are talking about when they talk about the challenges of exchanges that are that there are some things that are calling themselves exchanges that really don't have all of those other components?
1: Yeah, very much so. We found that I think there's over 240-something companies that consider themselves private exchanges, but there's not many true technology platforms to that. We've actually become part of a private exchange coalition led by Levitt Partners. So there are six founding members in that private exchange coalition. And really, the mission statement of that is to educate the consumers, but ultimately to make sure that everybody's on the same playing field. So even though we're all competitors in the space, we've kind of banded together to make sure everybody's doing the right thing, ultimately trying to help the employers as well as the consumers. So
0: let's dial into that a little bit. We've gone, obviously, that evolution started with the simple online enrollment engines. They maybe had some business rules behind them, but maybe weren't quite as robust as a lot of the things are today. But one of the things that's been an evolution of the private exchange space is the fact that there's a lot more data now coming back to consumers and to users and to constituencies across the board. What data is important for folks? You know, most of our audience is benefit advisors, what data is important for them and for their clients to have and why?
1: Sure. I think, you know, when you're talking about the enrollment experience, there are some decision support tools that have really become a focus for us. So some basic general questions That will highlight certain plans that a member can choose. So there's education aspect of it for the members. And then on the back end, there's really kind of consolidating all that information. So from the enrollment transaction standpoint, you have obviously the members information, their dependents, the health plans that they've chosen. You have the defined contribution coming from employers. So really, you're trying to streamline that whole HR process into one true platform.
0: Now, again, we'll, we'll talk about your new initiative in a little bit, but just on the private exchange being more parochial about it, who's your market? Do you work with benefit advisors or are you a carrier or a small regional player or who do you target?
1: Yeah, great question. So we've actually, uh, we've started from the regional health plan market. So really those health plans that are kind of in the, I'll even say, you know, 100,000 up to a million lives, that's been kind of our bread and butter on a single carrier platform. Uh, but now we've kind of ventured into this new arena, and we're rolling this out to brokers as well. So we're looking for as many brokers as possible on this new platform, but we're also rolling it out to employer groups as well. So they can uh, offer this platform for their employees, load up their plans on the system. So really, we're trying to make this technology fully scalable across all platforms.
0: Interesting. So it's a so it's an advisor play as well, and and again, you, now you've you guys have just rolled out this this new piece of your offering called Wealthios. What is that, and and how does that differentiate from the core company from Softion in, in what it does and, and and what benefit advisors and their clients need?
1: Sure. So the Softion has been um, the focus has been really on uh, the health plan side, as where, as the Wealthios is going to be the private exchange on. So we're going to take uh, this private exchange and kind of brand it under the Wealthios platform. We've started with the web broker entity. So that's uh, Wealthios's first launch, which just launched on November 1st. We're offering this to any broker, any advisor, agency, general agency to basically register on our portal. And they'll have access to every health plan that's on healthcare.gov. So they'll be able to redirect to healthcare.gov for their subsidy and eligible population. And one of the benefits is that we're not charging the brokers. So there's other platforms out there that are offering per head enrollment costs, monthly subscriptions. We're doing this totally free of cost. And the reason behind that is because we have the soft yarn relationships on the health plans. So we're really trying to ultimately market this for the health plans and increase their enrollment.
0: So the advisor play becomes exactly what advisors should be. It becomes somebody local that a client can get on the phone or get on an email and say, hey, you know, I, I've got this platform and I see all this stuff, but I need some help. All I, I, the, the role that, that benefit advisors have traditionally done with their clients would that be a fair assessment?
1: That would be fair assessment. So uh, what the terminology we like to use is eventually we want to become the Uber of healthcare. So a member is going to come onto our portal. They might reside somewhere in Wyoming. They're going to look for an agent closest to them. We're going to kind of populate that to say, here are two or three agents in your area. If you have any questions and you'd like to speak with one of them, here's their contact information. Please click here.
0: If an advisor's interested in, in talking with you guys further about it, they can click the link that, that'll be on the right hand column of the website, just adjacent to where your your interview link is. But what are you doing to vet brokers? Well, you know, we all know that we'd like to think that there are only wonderful, terrific, well educated brokers and advisors out there, but you know, we know that's not practically the case. What do you have in place now and what are you looking at in the future for for vetting brokers so you get quality folks?
1: Absolutely. So uh, part of the CMS guidelines that are, are given to us is we have to really maintain two things. One, that they have completed their registration with the marketplace. So they have conducted their healthcare.gov training for both the individual and the shop. And then two is to make sure they're licensed in these states. So we have to validate that they have an active health insurance license in any of the states that they're looking to offer or sell coverage in. So those are the two CMS guidelines. What we're doing from our standpoint is We are kind of blasting this out to as many brokers as possible, but we're also reaching out to those national organizations. So some of the larger NAHUs of the world, things like that, we're trying to contact them. Obviously, these are member organizations that have banded together for more purposes than just selling health insurance, really to be on the government forefront as well. So we are looking to partner with these types of organizations to get as many valid brokers, as possible, onto our platform, and ultimately, like I said, increase the enrollment and help build the ACA population.
0: And now, a word from our sponsor. Imagine a place where you could discover proven business-building strategies and pick the minds of top benefit agency leaders in the industry to maximize your own firm's growth and success. Well, now there is such a place. Announcing Ascend, the Agency Growth and Leadership Summit coming to Nashville, Tennessee this January. Ascend will be hosted by my friends Nelson Griswold and Scott Cantrell, authors of the industry best-selling book, Do or Die, Reinventing Your Benefits Agency for Post-Reform Success, and founders of one of the most successful marketing and sales consultancies in the industry, Bottom Line Solutions. Ascend is a fresh, interactive experience exclusively for benefit agency leaders and focused on providing practical and proven strategies to help you maximize your growth. I'm going to be there, and I'm so excited about this totally different type of meeting that I've arranged a special discount just for Shift Shapers listeners. This event is invitation only, so there is an application process to attend. To get all of the details, go to www.shiftshapersonline.com and click on the Ascend logo at the top right of the page. See you in Nashville. And now, back to our interview. Do you see the offering being targeted more at individual benefit advisors out there, or also at the firm level? I mean, I know the individual benefit advisors have struggled for a while to have this kind of resource available to them. Do you see the play in both
1: areas or, or more in one than the other? We do see the play in both areas. We have brought on some large agencies that have used the platform, but really, the bread and butter here would be for that small individual agent. Maybe somebody who doesn't have the resources, doesn't have 10 people working for them, and they need one sole platform to enroll their eligible population. There's a lot of people who maybe purchase storefronts for a couple months, maybe have uh, meetings in a diner somewhere uh, that are looking to enroll as many people as possible. And this brings that platform, that technology for them, but as well on the large agency side too. So, you know, uh, we have a large agency here with about twelve hundred agents in it. We've created dashboards for them, enrollment platforms, so they can track what carriers they're writing with, which agents are writing with certain carriers, and things of that nature. So uh, we've kind of run the gamut here for both the individual and for the large agency.
0: And is the stuff set up? I know, right? You know, years ago your brand was what you told consumers it is. Today your brand is what consumers tell you it is. Is the stuff set up so that it can be white labeled? So if I'm an individual advisor or a small agency you can help me extend my brand?
1: Absolutely. Really, that's what we've done back from our Softion side. So all of our technology is white-labeled for those regional health plans. So on this private exchange platform, it can totally be white-labeled for a brokerage agency where they can pick and choose the three four plans that they want to offer to their small groups, even large groups, and we can totally white-label that for them.
0: So dialing back into the practicality of it a little bit, Dan, how can private exchanges optimize health plan exchange performance and, and both in the broad sense and also narrowing down into a customer service perspective?
1: Sure. So I think, um, you know, helping as many decision support tools as possible, as many education resources as possible. Part of the, the challenges here is we're getting a lot of people that have never purchased health insurance before, even maybe employer groups. You know, you have a group of 25 lives. That individual has never purchased health insurance. They've always just chosen one or two of the plans that their employer has. So trying to give that member as much education as possible to help them really choose the right plan, we feel that's a a huge important value. And that's part of the reason why we've rolled this out, this new platform out, is to kind of help the consumer really gain as much information as possible when choosing a health plan.
0: And yet with all the decision support tools that you you have available uh, or that a consumer has available to you you guys have felt the need to make agents available as well on a very simple and easy basis. Have you felt that pressure that that just the support tools still aren't enough for folks?
1: Yes. You know, this has been a broker led industry for a number of years. I think ACA neglected the broker industry and we're kind of, you know, seeing the value in brokers dealing with the small regional health plans. Uh, you're up against a lot of the big boys sometimes. So you need as many people as possible to help out marketing and sell your platform. Easiest way to do that is to bring those agents back into the fold. So we've really tried to educate the brokers, bring as many on as possible. And ultimately, one of the reasons why we're doing this for little to no cost to the brokers is to, to kind of bring them back into the fold, let them keep as much commission as possible. Because on a day-to-day basis over the last couple of years, they've kind of been uh, – getting less and less as ACA moves moves along further. So we're trying to change that culture, change that value, and bring them back into the picture.
0: Yeah, there's, there's no question that commission compression is a very real thing that a lot of advisors are struggling with, and a lot of innovation, a lot of new things going on. But interestingly, one of the other things that ACA has brought, arguably, are kind of baby consumers, if you will, into the marketplace. I don't think they ever intended that to happen, but they're out on an electronic platform like they're used to, um, and they're, they're being able to kind of shop, albeit in a very narrow walled garden. But is, is the shopping experience today analogous to what you know we might see if I were out on a, a major retailer or somebody like Amazon site? Can we compare stuff and look at them side by side and do all that kind of stuff?
1: Yeah, absolutely. We've kind of taken two really targets here for what we've done. Uh, one on our homepage, we've tried to make it almost a Google type feel. So really simplify it. Uh, If you go onto our homepage, you really only need to type in your zip code, the number of people in your family and the age of the adults. So there's basic information that which will bring you to our shopping page, which is really what we like to call, in essence, uh, the travelocities of the world, the kayaks of the world, where where that connection point, where that data warehouse in between each individual health plan. So where the back end technology that connects all those health plans with the individual, and then ultimately gets it back to that help plan with the true enrollment file.
0: But if I'm a consumer, I mean, I can kind of you know window shop, if you will. I can look at quotes, look at details, and all that stuff before I make a selection.
1: You can absolutely. So there's anonymous shopping. Like I said, it's just those four fields that you populate. There is no creation of an account prior to it. So uh, it is strictly an anonymous shopping. You can choose every plan within your zip code. You can choose by a metal tier. You can choose by a product type, whether it's PPO, HMO. You can choose by deductibles, max amount of pockets. There's a probably eight or 10 different filtering options in which you can choose to view the plan you want. And then we do not actually ask for any personal information until you actually apply and begin your application process.
0: Do you have any mechanism at the present time or, or do you see coming in the future a time when there will be a place for users and users to leave comments so you create that kind of social proof that you get around Amazon reviews and those kinds of things?
1: Absolutely. You know, we're working on a click to chat feature right now with our call center. That's one way where, you know, if anyone has any questions, any feedback, we're kind of building out our website. Info at is a popular spot for brokers to leave feedback. Um, we've actually just recently released a survey to all our registered brokers. So we're going to do many of those things. You know, there's social media links on, on our platform for LinkedIn, for Twitter, for Facebook, all of that. So we feel social media is a big part of it. And really, ultimately, we're trying to build the best brand as possible here. We feel we're a very agile company. So if something is going to benefit our product, we're more than happy to listen to it.
0: Well, and it's all about user experience, isn't it?
1: It is. It is. And that's, you know, in, in the end result, there are many platforms out there for the end user to utilize outside of even just healthcare.gov, which is you know, increased some decision support tools. So we're trying to make this the most user-friendly as well as most agent-friendly platform as well.
0: Dan, we've got about a minute left in our time together. I wonder what your vision for the future is. What do you what do you see coming, both in terms of challenges and solutions?
1: Sure. So one of the challenges on the ACA side, I think, is sustainability. We see, you know, there's a tremendous amount of co-ops failing. There are state exchanges that are having trouble with sustainability. So we see the shift from government-run public organizations to that private entities. There's a sustainability issue, and private companies are going to be the solution to those issues. You don't see too many people purchasing other products on a government website, uh, health insurance being one of them. So outside of Medicaid, of course, but uh, you're going to see that shift, I think. And and the WBE is one avenue for that. So we're allowing the individuals to come on and shop. Eventually, I think you're going to see it become almost like a credit card authorization. So it'll be a verification where we'll just have some information that we'll tap in to healthcare.gov or CCIO, will obtain that member's subsidy, and then ultimately they'll be able to continue in and shop on our platform. So you've seen the enrollment process cut down. I think you're going to see it even cut down even further over the next few years. And really, that's our value proposition of the web-based entity. It's kind of a one-stop shop for all your insurance need. And ultimately, I think we're going to be able to privatize all that and, and move it over to our platform.
0: Well, I mean, we, we certainly know with consumers buying stuff on the web that if it isn't easy, they move on to the next side. I mean, the last stat I saw was 18 seconds if they can't find what they want, and then they're and then they're gone. So fascinating future and an evolving situation. Great to talk to you, Dan, and thank you for sharing your expertise with the Shift Shapers audience. Dan Hughes, Business Development Manager with Softion. Thanks again, Dan.
1: Thanks for having me, David.
0: The Shift Shapers podcast is a production of the Saltzman Group. We work with entrepreneurs, executives, and companies just like you to help shape the shifts in your business. To schedule a 20-minute call to learn more, visit our website at thesaltsmangroup.com or call me directly at 803-386-8005. I'd love to hear from you. And while you're on our site, you can also click the podcast tab for the entire catalog of Shift Shapers episodes and to access some really great special offers. Give me a call at 803-386-8005 and learn how to put the secrets of the Shift Shapers to work in your business.